my calculations are correct, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. Alrighty, you Dark Gear Cell podcast fans, 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 today we got some new shit, of course, another adventure, and of course I'm going to bring in that stinky, smelly swamp rat snacks. You just call me a swamp rat? <laughs> oh my god, what is going on guys on this lovely day called Dark Gear Cell podcast day, yeah, so here we are with the season two episode two with the one and only America's number one haunted attraction by USA Today Field of Screams. Yeah. 191 College Avenue, Mountville, Pennsylvania. Holy shit. How the hell did we fucking get here? I don't know. Well, guess what, guys? We are here. And guess what? We have some exciting news to tell you all about Field of Screams. We are going to do a great, wonderful interview with the one and only Jim Schof. Schof. Jim Schof. Jim Schof. He's the owner of, one of the owners of Field of Screams, and we are going to sit down and talk to him. But before we sit down and talk to him, I'm going to give you a brief rundown of Field of Screams. When it comes to terrifying thrills and spine-tingling chills, Field of Screams in Lancaster, Pennsylvania will give you more than you can handle. Celebrating their 29th season with four world-class haunted experiences, an impressive midway area, Field of Scream provides the ultimate atmosphere. After one visit, you soon realize why our horrifying haunted hayride two massive haunted houses and wicked haunted woods makes field of screams america's number one haunted attraction scaring over one million visitors to date from all over the world field of screams was named number one by usa today featured on the travel channel the howard stern show time magazine oprah magazine and news week Come be a part of the non-stop heart-pounding action that will leave you begging for the end to be near. Feel the scream! Yeah, I'm excited. All right. Yeah, here in the next like four minutes, we're gonna sit down and t- uh, talk with. We're gonna Jim, talk with him, Jim Schoff, man. There's a there's a lot of stuff that we are gonna sit down and talk to him about. You know, the fact that they've been running for, I'm assuming, 30 years. Um, he uh. Him and his brother Gene, um, they run the haunt out there. They have four attractions. Yep, four. I got them. You, you got Frightmare. Well, their main, the, the, yeah, you got Frightmare Asylum. Yep. Nocturnal. Den of Darkness. Yeah, Den of Darkness. And yep. Nocturnal Wasteland. But their main attraction is what the they're ha- known for. Is that Haunted Hayride? So, is that is the Haunted Hayride. The the fucking Haunted Hayride. And okay. here's the reason. Okay. If you guys get on YouTube and type in Field of Screams, just the, watch the shit. <laughs> It's, it's good stuff. It, it, they, they don't have, like, full walkthroughs of their haunt, but uh, 360 Attractions, I think it's what it's called, or Attractions 360 Degrees or whatever, mm-hmm. um, their video that they took of his and his brother's beautiful, wonderful haunt, the, the main thing that caught my eye was the flames, the buses, the shit dangling from the sky. Yeah. Oh, my Just God. Just a little bit of everything. 
And I'm so excited to ask this man. Well, don't get too excited because, like I said, you got about a minute and a half where you need to call him. Their, their hayride is like, holy crap. Holy crap. It's huge. It's huge. <laughs> I got when he answers, I'm going to be like, good afternoon, Dark Carousel. <laughs> <laughs> this is Dark Carousel Podcast. Hello. This is Dark Carousel, Dark Carousel Podcast. So welcome. <laughs> Welcome. Um, this is all we're going to be asking you. How are you? Yeah. Good. All right. Well, thank you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Click. All righty. Yeah, well, we're, we're actually really excited. I have a bunch of questions that I want to ask him. Well, how about you just do this? Shut the fuck up. Well, yeah, I can't shut the fuck up. Well, I can ask him questions. Well, you just settle down. And well, just, guys, there. definitely before um, we give him a call in the next uh, two minutes, go to fieldofscreams.com and check out the website. Again, they're in Pennsylvania. Yep. And... Their physical address says right here, 191 College Avenue, Mountville, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Get, go. I mean, from the yeah. Cincinnati area, it's like seven and a half hours. I think you're just sitting around on your phones watching us anyways or listening to us. So just go ahead and, yeah, just go ahead and look that up while you're listening. Yeah, go to go to the website. You can do both. Multitask. Yeah, go to the website or go to YouTube and watch their videos because, you know, here in the next one momento, we are going to talk to the brainiac behind Field of Screams. Yeah. <laughs> that's like yeah. Duke Nukem. I'm here to kick ass and chew bubblegum. It's time to kick ass and chew bubblegum. I mean, my voice needs to be a little bit deeper. And I'm and I'd all be perfect. Out of gum. Yeah. I'd be so perfect. Oh, man. Are you excited over there, sweets? Dude, I'm never enthused anymore. I am here to entertain these people, not entertain if you're enthused or if I'm enthused. I want these people to be happy. Well, guess what? Okay. Call me. Turn your speaker up. It is up. It's up. See? 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 Hello, this is Jim. Hello, Jim. This is Arthur from Dark Carousel Podcast. How are you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing pretty well. How are you doing? Oh, we're doing wonderful. Right beside me, I got my partner, Steve, a.k.a. Mr. Sweets. Steve, give him a hello. Hello, Jim. Hey, Steve. How you doing, man? Doing all right. Glad to glad to have you on the show, man. Yeah, yeah. It's great to, great to be on. Exciting. So, we, uh, so far, we started the show about five minutes ago, and we gave a brief introduction who you who you are and what absolutely amazing haunt you have and just the videos i see on youtube are just phenomenal and you guys have such a beautiful haunt it's very pretty i love it, it brings a tear yeah. to my eye <laughs> <laughs> yeah hopefully it's a tear of blood maybe. I don't yeah know. Ho hopefully i mean we're like i'm honestly when i tell people what i do for a living um your guys's video on youtube from attraction 360 degrees um, is uh, the video I show people. I don't. Yeah. I don't know what you guys. I don't know how. How in the world did you guys come up with this project? <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, the whole scope of feeling strange. Well, so it, it's a long story. Uh, we we started uh, we started haunting. Well, we started professionally haunting thirty years ago. Um, you know, even prior to that. Uh, we had, you know, when we were little kids, my brother and I are the, the owners and creators of Field of Strange. So, uh, when we were, when we were kids, you know, grade school, we were taking our farm that's on our farm and turning it into a haunted house and then just inviting friends over and, um, you know, our, our sister's friends and our friends and the local, like, you know, Girl Scout and Brownie Troop, they would come through and we would scare them and my mom would have the uh, 
you know, the, the cookies and cider at the end. And we didn't charge him. It was just something we were doing for fun. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, so, so we had always had this passion to, to create a haunted house and scare people. And, uh, and then, you know, 1993 is when it all began with just the haunted hayride on our farm in Mountville. So, uh, you know, since then we've been just, you know, blowing up, going on. Yeah. Um, making it better and creating and adding and, and, uh, never stopping. That's see, that's the best part about it. I mean, <laughs> you guys, you guys just blow me away with all the structures you guys have, all the amazing animatronics that you guys have just and especially the the hayride. The hayride is the main attraction, is it not? Yeah, the, you know the hayrides are staple. That's you know that's what we started with. That's you know where the name Feel the Scream uh, originated from. Um, you know that 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 was all we had the first two years, and you know that's the mainstay. That that's that that's the attraction that everyone that comes to Feel the Scream. If they're only doing one attraction, they do the hayride. But yeah. most people do all all four or three of the four, but, um, yeah, the hayrides, the, uh, you know, that, that's, the, that's what grounds us. That's field of screams. Um, you know, that, that's, that's a huge undertaking. It's, mm-hmm. it's about a half an hour ride, 27 minutes. Um, and mm-hmm. you go through the cornfield, but it's not just the cornfield. It's, it's, you know, about 10 different scenes and they're elaborate. They're, they're massive. I mean, our, our wagons alone hold about 80 people. Holy, and, holy cow. You know, five feet long and nine feet wide, the bed of the wagon itself. And, you know, this, this is going on that half hour ride. We have 11 of these in operation on our peak nights. So every two minutes and 20 seconds, there's one leaving the station. And it's like, uh, you know, these things are going around the, the path like clockwork. Yeah. Um, but, each, you know, each scene is just, it's, it's massive. You know, like, you know, you know, some of them are 120 feet long um, buildings that you're going through different sectors of these buildings and, um, there's several different buildings on the hayride where the doors closed mm-hmm. and factors outside the wagon trapped inside and, you know, chaos ensues and, uh, you know, you hear people screaming and, oh. you know, try to escape, but they can't. And, um, you know, it's just, uh, it's madness and, uh, it's just, but it's a lot of fun and it's, it's, you know, like, like I mentioned doing the hayride, yeah. you know, that is, a that's the hardest haunt, you know, to, to, uh, yeah, you know, to pull off. It's, it's oh. expensive. It's it, it's the hardest to get scares because you know, people are kind of safe on the wagon. But, yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's our staple, and we put a lot of time and effort into it. So that's that's wonderful. Now, if you could pick a scene in your guys's hayride, what is your specific scene that you always go to that you just enjoy going into? Well, uh, it's you know each one's so unique. You know, we we. You know, it's not like our hayride is even a, uh, you know, there's not even a, there's not even a steady theme to it. You know, you go from, um, you know, the slaughterhouse to the scientific cryogenic facility to the toxic waste dump to the clown. You know, so each one has its own, each scene kind of has its own unique so that, that works the best. But um, I'm a little partial to two scenes, one being the, the, the ending scene where it's the chainsaws, oh. um, just because first started the, the haunted hayride that was my team you know that, that was the one i did for uh you know back back in the day when i was one of the og actors mm-hmm. uh, but uh but you know i, I think now uh, you know i really like our first scene on the hayride the slaughterhouse pig barn um it, it's just yeah the, uh, you the, know you the, the, ideas and then you, you you put them 
you put them into practice. And sometimes what you have on paper or what you have on your mind um, and your intent and your plan and what you think it's going to be, sometimes the outlook, the outcome is, is uh, you know, doesn't really work. Sometimes it's, it's what you thought, and then sometimes it's better than what you thought. And when we, we did the pig barn, it, the, the final outcome was just even better than we had anticipated it to mm-hmm. be. So it was like one of those you know home runs where it was like, man, that, that thing turned out so freaking cool yeah when when i saw the pig barn uh in that youtube video i was like what are these guys doing and the the more the more you guys move forward with each scene i'm like it's like a nightmare (laughs) you get lost and then like um when you guys when the video goes into the where all the barrels and flames and the the bus bridge is there and stuff and i'm like holy crap it's literally like you're walking. You're like, like Mad Max. It's like Mad Max, and like it's like it's yeah. unbelievable. We're going to the Thunderdome. What you guys have, and you know, <clears throat> for like we we live here in Ohio, and we have probably the the closest thing to have something that huge is probably the haunt we work at. We work at a haunt called Land of Illusion, and we're an adventure park. But when it comes to your guys's haunt, it's like. You guys, you guys are in an extreme hunt. Yeah. So for doing this for almost a little over 30 years now, did you ever think you'd get where you're at today? I mean, not really. Uh, <clears throat> you know, you know, just, just to speak on a little bit of the, uh, the enormity of it, you know, we, we, you know, we speaking about the, uh, the bosses and the barrels and, and things like that. When we try to, when we create a scene, you know, we're looking to create something that, never been done that we feel nobody can match you know we're 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 we're, we're willing to put the the effort the time even the resources the finances the money into it to make that scene like if somebody's going to try to compete with it or match it it's just like it's not really even possible you know they're not going to want to go there you know we try to like blow it out of the water i don't i don't you think know, i don't think anybody can compare to you guys <laughs> you guys you know, you know, and not, you know, not not trying to sound like, you know, coming off all, you know, conceited or something. But I, because you know, we we just, I'm just saying, we like, we we try to, you know, what, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to we're trying to create things that people can't really maybe replicate, and it's just a standalone. Like even the the twist, you know, everyone's familiar with the vortex tunnel that you walk through. Yeah, how long and, is that? Yeah, I mean, like ours is 50 feet long, and we had to. We had to engineer a bridge that the wagon, the tractor and the wagon, which all together is about a 12-ton rig, you know, 24,000 pounds, has to traverse that bridge safely, obviously, with this 50-foot uh, aluminum barrel essentially, you know, circling all around it. You're actually driving through this thing on a bridge, and it has to be safe. You know, obviously the bridge, the mechanics of the, the drum spinning, you know, somebody falls off into it, they can't get killed. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's, there's, there's all kinds of things you got to think of, but, you know, just that engineering feat alone and the, the expense of that is just like astronomical. So um, it's crazy. So to think like we would be, when we first started Field of Strange 30 years ago, mm-hmm. there was no thought of like, this is going to be our full time year round job. Like, you know, this is what's going to consume our lives. This is going to be our, our passion. This is what we're going to be doing for a living. And 
and employing, you know, 12 people year round doing this. Yeah. You know, it was never, that was never the intent or the goal or the, even the thought. It was like, I, we like to scare people. We got a farm, we got some tractors, we'll grab one of dad's wagons and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll advertise on the, you know, local radio station, put a couple uh, posters <clears> up and, you know, see what happens. But, you know, as we got further down the line, you know, a couple of years into it, we started realizing that, okay, this is like, this is a lot of fun. Yeah. Like, we this for our jobs. You know, this is way better than teaching math at the local high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so, you know, we started thinking, okay, let, let's, let's get serious about this and let's just like, let's just try to create awesome things and, and, you know, and <laughs> awesome experience people. Um, so, you know, my point is like, once we got a couple of years into the, to the field change project, we, then we kind of switched gears mentally and we were like, all right, full steam ahead on this, quit our teaching job. My dad's like, you guys are crazy. You know, yeah. teaching job, like you got retirement, you got health benefits. <laughs> I just had my health, well, my wife did. Uh, so, you know, it was like the, the stupidest time to like quit your, like your steady, uh, you know, solid good full-time job full-time job but you know we took the risk we took the gamble and we took the leap and um just never looked back it's it's been it's been great well that's 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 wonderful to hear now how many uh hunts total do you have in your park well we have four attractions four main haunted attractions we we started with the haunted hayride in, in 93 and then in 95 we converted uh one of the existing barns on the property uh, that was built in the in the 1800s into what's called the Den of Darkness, uh, and that's kind of like a haunted mansion style, kind of a traditional haunted house, um, I would say, but very unique because it's it's an old barn that's been converted so there's, there's uh, you know nooks and crannies like you know passageways and different levels, and you're going up through the barn, you're kind of traversing all through this old barn, and mm-hmm. when you look at it from the outside, it's um, it, it doesn't look as big because you're standing on the um, the side of the barn that's that's not as not as big. Like you, you would stand on the opposite side of the barn, the barn looks pretty massive. So yeah. when people at that, they get through, they start to get through. They're like, man, what the heck? I thought we'd be done. We keep going and going. It's like <laughs> big. I'm thinking that. So that's the den of darkness. That's the second haunt. Uh, the third haunt we uh, we added in 2002. That was another existing barn on the property. Um, and we called that the Frightmare Asylum in 3D when we op- when we did that. In oh, so it was, and, it was 3D when you first opened it up. Yeah, and it was like clowns and you know butchers and just all kinds of different different themes, you know, loose loosely themed. Mm-hmm. Um, and Stuart Smith came out, uh, you know, the the super talented 3D artist. Uh, you know, he's he's a treat and a half when you when you work with him. Um, so design. He came out on site, you know, spent a couple of weeks painting everything. You wear the 3D glasses you go through. Um, very cool. Just a totally different experience. Um, we had that in 3D for, I, I want to say, maybe 10, 8, 10 years. Uh, then we converted the 3D. We took the 3D out of it. We slowly phased it out um, and just changed it to the Frightmare Asylum, mm-hmm. which is uh, more of the medical theme. It's so it created a, a darker experience, and you know we kind of felt like 3D was kind of out of course, and um, 
you know, we wanted to do a more, you know, a, a darker haunt. So we did the, the Frightmare Asylum 3D. And then in 2013, we added our fourth attraction, which we had planned, you know, early on, we had planned to incorporate these um, additional haunts. Right. Ever since, not since the very, very beginning, but pretty close to the bit, the beginning. Um, and, you know, and each one's unique. So the 2013, we added the Nocturnal Wasteland, which is the trail in the woods. You're going through buildings, you're going through the woods, and it's kind of the post-apocalyptic Mad Max. That's where the bus is that you mentioned on the hayride. You actually, yeah. you know, something that's never, you know, people haven't ever done either. Um, you know, when you enter Nocturnal Wasteland, you actually uh, walk through that bus, which is over top of the junkyard scene on the hayride. Uh, so you're walking over top of the hayride as part of Nocturnal Wasteland, and fire going off, of, you know, all around. It's, it's, it's a pretty cool experience that. Neat to uh, to feel the screens, and, and I don't know if any other haunt really. Yeah, anything. I, I so, was it a uh, how 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 big of it of a, of a pain was it to get that bus over top of the hayride? <laughs> well, it was uh, you know once again you know engine, engineer was involved in that to to, uh, to make sure it was done you know safely and mm-hmm. and uh, you know, <laughs> but with that day we uh, some huge crane came in because. Um, we had to set that bus up there. We had a fire truck that we actually drove from New Jersey, a ladder truck. Um, and we, we lifted that into place cause that's elevated. And we had a caboose, like a real legit caboose that I think heavy as crap. Yeah. I don't, I don't even know what that was. So the crane lifted that and put it on a set of rails. So we have, we had all three of those things to, uh, to put, put into place. So with, with that big crane, I mean that made it that made it pretty easy because we had everything, um, you know, already. Yeah, we had the concrete pillars already poured and the the steel beams already put into place and that sort of thing. So, um, you know, since it, since it was engineered, it was kind of like um, uh, you know worked out pretty well. We had to take the engine out of the bus to make it fit, and you know, a couple snafus that we we ran into, but um, but yeah, it was it, it was <laughs> it was it was pretty. It was a pretty exciting day when the, when the train was lifting all those oh, big things around. <clears throat> now, uh, um, I'm, looking, I'm sorry. I'm trying to find a, a, a 747, but I couldn't. Now, that would be an airport. I could get one, but. That yeah. would be uh, remarkable. <laughs> if you have a giant 747, oh my. <laughs> uh, my dream, yet. I, I, I want to have one of those in Nocturnal Wasteland. So, I mean. Hopefully an empty one crashes in my parking lot. There you go. Well, I know there's a well, Smith Park here in, in Middletown. They have a um, a junkyard for dying planes. Yeah, yeah. yeah I can find small one like Cessna. Like you can find small planes, but you know, finding a big lodge like a 747, it's tough to transport down the road. They're so big, you know. Like so, I don't know. Anyone out there has a 747 for me? Yeah. You know? Hey, anything is possible, honestly. Unfortunately, yeah. it is uh, it is impossible. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, with this pandemic that happened, um, COVID affected many people in different ways. How did it affect you guys, and how did you guys stay afloat while other haunts sunk? Um, well, you know, for us, the pandemic, we, we weathered it well. Um, we made a lot of adjustments, and those adjustments actually – uh, saved us and benefited us, um, you know, and 
the, the way I explain the pandemic for us is the fall of 2021 or the fall of 2020. It was um, the fall of 2020. You know, it, on the East Coast where we are, we were experiencing beautiful, perfect fall weather. Every single entertainment restaurant, Friday night football, everything was shut down. Yeah, there was nothing to do. Movies, but you. If you wanted to entertain yourself, you could not do anything. Being that Field of Streams was outdoors for the most part, we were allowed to operate. We were under some uh, regulations with um, uh, the number of people we were allowed on the property, but we were allowed to operate. The other thing is, at that point in time, the pandemic was starting. There was a there was a sense of it's starting to end, so people were starting to feel safer. Yeah. Uh, they were starting to feel like, okay, you know, I can outside, wear a mask. You know, we had to, we had to, we had to uh, you know, make people wear masks and that sort of thing. We had hand sanitizing stations. I mean, we were, we were spraying down the straw after each wagon. We were wiping down handrails, you know, every 15 minutes, like in the haunted houses. The actors were in their rooms. They all had, like, sanitation bottles. They would each be responsible for cleaning, like, high touch points in the room. So we were doing all these things, but... What happened with the pandemic was field of became like like even more popular than it is now. I mean, it was like it was like it was like people wanted to entertain themselves, and field of streams was like the ultimate thing to do. Like they just field of streams is open. We got customers that never had been to field of streams, and the way we navigated it was. We incorporated a time ticketing system, a time arrival system is what it, is what it amounts to, and we still do it today. <clears throat> so we would sell out time slots. So what happened was our business night sold out, but people wanted to go to Field of Streams so badly that they picked Sunday nights and Friday nights and Thursday nights, and, and all the time slots filled up, and like almost like every night was like a even night, you know, like Fridays were almost Saturdays. Sundays were almost the same as Fridays. I mean, it was so we spread our crowd out across our whole season, and on top of that, we filled in so many like holes. You know, like attendance, like we filled in the attendance holes from people that didn't have anything else to do that wanted to come. So, you know, with make, making all those adjustments, we actually had a, a very successful COVID year, um, and and uh, you know we were we were. Very, thankful that we were allowed to open and that we were given permission to open that, that we worked with the, I mean, we were working with the PA department of health and, you know, it was, it ended up, uh, you know, being, we were very, we felt very fortunate, um, you know, where the other business had like restaurants were shutting down and movie theaters were shutting down and bars and nightclubs were shutting down. I mean, it was, it was terrible for them. Terrible. I mean, so many of them didn't make it through. And, uh, you know, we felt very, very fortunate that we were, allowed to open and then on top of that and the other thing it was you know it was I, you know I, I say it's similar to 9-11 and I, I say that with caution you know cautiously because you know I don't want to compare 9-11 to COVID but the comparison is that during 9-11 you know we opened up like that very next weekend and it was kind of like do we open don't we open that was a tough decision and we decided to open and then we got an influx of people saying, like, 
you know, we need this. We need something like positive to do. Like we need to take our minds off this. Like, and it was the exact same thing with COVID. We had so many people saying like, oh, we're so glad you opened. Like, like we're feel we feel trapped. We feel like the world's ending. Like we, you know, like we, we need something normal to do. Like you yeah. filled this void, giving us happiness and fun. And it was, it was almost like a therapeutic kind of year for people. <laughs> it was wild. You know, it was, it was really cool. That's, so, see, that's, all those, that's wonderful. It was pretty, it was a pretty cool season in that regard. I mean, a, a pain in the ass because of all the, all the, <laughs> everything with the, yeah. Things were changing every week. It was like, <laughs> don't touch oh, me. You know, <laughs> don't touch me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that was the other thing. Yeah. Our act, we had to retrain actors. You know, the haunt wasn't as intense because, you know, we didn't want our actors like breathing on, like getting up in somebody's face or touching them. And, yeah. You know, because we're a touching haunt, you know, like, you know, appropriately, obviously, we're, you know, we're using the element of, of touch, um, that sensation, um, and we're getting in your face and that sort of thing. I mean, you know, changing that was tough. Oh, uh, I believe and it, it. You know, it wasn't as, as scary. It wasn't as effective. But, you know, people understood. People understood that. And I, you know, they, they understood the, the parameters we were under. So, well, and, and, like, uh, even with, like, the pandemic going uh, that was going on and stuff, I mean, I'm – I'm a haunt actor and I've been doing haunt acting for this is my 16th year haunt acting. And um, I think it honestly helped me as a haunt actor because it learned and taught me to stay out of people's bubble, <laughs> you know, because mm-hmm. in any in any actor situation, you want to be aware of any situation that could happen. So biggest thing is, is don't get in people's faces, stay away from people, but still entertain them at the same time. And yeah, um, yeah you're. And speaking of actors, how many actors do you guys usually have each year? <clears throat> well, you know, we have a kickoff picnic every August. Um, you know, and if anyone's listening and, and wants to be a field streams actor, um, you know, we, we, you know, we'll train anybody and we'll, we'll, we'll find a, you know, we, we find a, we find a position that works best for, for everyone that, that wants to be involved, obviously after they have the uh, background check, of course, but um, uh, August, 14th this year at 2 p.m. at Phil Strains, we were holding our season kickoff picnic because they're opening like September 9th, and um, we, we'll get over 300 people at that picnic. So Shoot. on any given night at Phil Strains, we'll be between 150 and 200 cast members. Um, you know, whether that's ticket takers, tractor drivers, wagon loaders, actors, makeup artists, that sort of thing. Wow. Um, you know, we'll have between 150 and 200 on our on our property on, on any given night. Um, and you know, it's, it's, uh, that's what fills up, that's what fills up all the, all the kids, all the rooms and, and everything. So, uh, you know, we've been blessed with a great crew of actors. Um, you know, COVID was a little tough, you know, there was, there was actors where, you know, like, you know, or even, you know, even younger actors where the parents were like, ah, you know what, I don't feel safe, you know, being around that many people or adult actors said, you know what, I live with my grandma and, you know, I just don't want to. Blah blah blah. Yeah. So, you know, like, so you know, but people understood that as well. You know, they were happy we were open and that sort of thing. Um, but you know, fortunately, we're we're coming out of all this. So uh, you know, that that's, <laughs> that that's how uh, that's how our actors work. And, and uh, you know, we do two different trainings. You know, leading up to the reason we do our picnic so early is uh, we like to kind of show everyone all the new stuff. Um, new actors get to see the you know, the scope of the operations, they get to kind of choose like where they think they may fit in. 
I'm like, oh, you know what? I would fit perfectly in the den. You know, that that morgue in the den that like, has my name all over it. Um, we're like, all right, if that's what you think, then that's, uh, you know, our den training is going to be this day, this day, this day. You know, like, come out and make those trainings. We'll train you specifically in the den. We'll look at the morgue, see if that works for you. Um, then we'll do we'll do a scare school. We'll do individual training for, for the different attractions. We'll do costuming days so that, you know, by the time we get to open night, you know, hopefully not extend of all the all that stuff figured out. And, you know, we don't need to worry about, ah, your costume doesn't fit. Oh, you don't know how to act in your room. You haven't been trained. You don't know the emergency. It's like, you know, we, we try to get all that out of the way ahead of opening night. And then, you know, opening night, there's only a few. Ideally, I hope, you know, there's only a few, you know, new people or, uh, you know, situations to, uh, to problems to solve on on opening night makes it a lot smoother yeah that's that's wonderful now um i seen your guys's video on the it was like the haunt school mm -hmm. um that was uh that was great and the 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 best thing i loved about it is your guys's warehouse full of makeup costumes props wow. mask yeah. wow <laughs> wow upgrade <laughs> you know that wasn't like that you know i that that building may only be six you know, I want to say about six, five, six years old now. Um, you know, so we were operating, you know, we started with costumes being located at each attraction. Mm -hmm. Um, but then the problem was that you had to get your costume. Then if you needed makeup, you had to come to a central location. So then makeup started going to each attraction, <clears throat> but then that was kind of silly because you needed like, it was, you had four costume places, four makeup places. So we decided to, it, it, but it did have it, their advantages. Like, you know, having the costumes in the buildings was nice because they didn't get lost. They didn't get misplaced. They, all that. So really that's the ideal situation, but logistically it doesn't make sense to have like, you know, four different, you know, setups. So that's when we built our, our big, you know, effects building where we house the bottom floor houses all, uh, costumes, masks, uh, props, weapons. Um, that's where our manager stations are, where they sign in. They're, uh, they're actors for the evening, and then you go upstairs if you're getting makeup uh, or if you're just getting eye black or hair, um, anything you know like that. You go upstairs to the effects building or upstairs of the effects building, and that's where you get the, uh, the, the makeup, and then you come back downstairs, and you, know, you have to go through your checkpoint to leave just to make sure that um, you know, your costume is, is, uh, you know, that you pass our, our, you know, Bas basically presentable. Yeah. Presentable. Exactly. Right. Um, so yeah, that, that's been a nice addition for us. Uh, it's worked out really well. We have a manager for that, for the downstairs manager for the upstairs. Um, you know, and that's something that, you know, those guys work on, you know, in the off season, um, in costuming because, you know, you need so many extra costumes, you know, just stuff gets broken. Yeah. You need different spots. Uh, sometimes, you know, you, you have a huge dude or a, or a smaller guy, and it's like, well, you, you need a costume. You need the same costume to fit both those people. So, um, you know, that, 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 that's a very, uh, you know, time-consuming uh, job yeah. over the over the winter months to get to get ready. And then, then new, new scenes that are coming in, um, you know, you got to figure out what costume is going to be for that and have the multiple sizes and the, you know, is it going to mask their makeup? You know, what's the mask look like? You know, that sort of thing. So then you develop skin lines, you know, obviously in the room design, you're, you're, you're figuring out hiding spots, 
um, scares, you know, what's the scare? Uh, where's the actor high? Where's he retreat? Uh, what's he saying? You know, kind of what's his MO? You know, why is he like who he is? And you kind of develop that backstory for the actor and that, um, you know, you develop that character and then you train your actors to, okay, this, this is your character. And, and you allow, you know, slight interpretations of that too. And, you know, the actor says like, ah, you know what, could he, could he like, you know, also like, you know, say this or, or maybe he's also like, you know, think this way. And it's like, ah, oh, yeah, that's, that, that, that'd be cool. That works. You know, you made it your own. So fits in the, our, our idea, our theme, um, you know, go with it, you yeah. know, or some of them come up with their own costumes or costume ideas. And, you know, as long as it doesn't look like it came from party city, then, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> That's good, you know. That we encourage that from our from our actors to develop your own character, like you know, develop it, own it, be it, you know, embrace it, and, and just live it, you know. So it it kind of uh, it works that way. That's awesome. Like I mentioned earlier too, we try to get our actors positioned where they want to be, uh, because in the end, I mean, you have to fill the spots, but in the end, if you can ideally have every actor in the position where they want to be, it's like you know. If you're at a job, you want to be in a job you like to do, or a job you have to do. You know, like if you're at a job you like to do, you're going to perform much better. You're going to be happier. You're going to you're going to last longer. You know, all these things. You know, so uh, that's the uh, that's the ultimate goal. Um, you know, for for our staff, our acting staff. Now, do you ever just randomly out of blue moon sometimes get in costume and go act for a little bit? I, I do, uh, I do randomly do that. Um, you know, I, I, I actually took, you know, it's probably, uh, it was probably a couple of years that I only acted once or twice, but last year, um, you know, last year I, I actually acted a couple of times. Um, you know, so, I mean, generally, generally I'm, you know, usually busy, you know, managing things or taking care of whatever needs taking care of a problem or a situation or mm-hmm. just whatever, you know, like, yeah. uh, meeting with a, meeting with a, you know, a, a sponsor or a press, um, you know, do an interview or, or whatever it is. I, I, I'm typically tied up, but, um, you know, I, I kind of, uh, you know, I kind of, I got into costume, you know, last year again, I was like, oh man, I've been missing this. this, uh, <laughs> this is then I started doing some, some promotional video stuff, like when you know, because you know, it's kind of like ah, you know, I'll let I'll let the other actors. This, have their, this brings know, back so much stuff. memories. <laughs> yeah, but I was like, hey, you know what? I'm digging this now again. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh uh, man. You know, it's not, not as often as I used to. I mean, I used to be in the character every night, but you know, now it's just kind of like uh, business you know, aspect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get it. Now, if you could pick, I know you, did you guys go to Transworld this year? We did, yeah. How was it? It was, it was crazy. It was busy. Um, you know, we were, we, we were, uh, we were there last year and it was just, you know, not, but th- this past season, uh, I mean, it was full, uh, you know, tons of vendors, um, tons of, of, of attendees walking up and down the aisles. Um, and, you know, when I was talking to the exhibitors, I mean, every single one said they just were slammed with uh, business. So, uh, you know, it was, it was a good show, uh, for, for everyone involved. Um, you know, we tried to do a lot of our, you know, being, being involved in the industry for so long, we, 
we have our go-to vendors that we know have quality products, you know, that are going to deliver. Uh, they know we're going to pay, you know, they, 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 you know, we have a good working relationship. They know what we want. They know kind of how we want stuff built, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. uh, you know, we have a lot of our stuff figured out well before Transworld. Um, and, you know, we go to Transworld and it's just kind of more of, uh, you know, there's a lot of new vendors that pop up. Um, so it's fun to look at their creations. Um, and, you know, sometimes, sometimes we get some of that stuff. Um, you know, sometimes you, you want to let them prove themselves for a little bit. You don't know if they're going to deliver the product. Yeah. If the product's going to last, or if the product you see is actually the same quality as you're going to get, you know, like we've learned lessons with some of those, some of those, uh, you know, pitfalls. But um, the Transworld show was was very successful, and for us, um, for us, it, it's it's really the only one we attend. Um, we act, we go to IAPA, which is the uh, amusement trade show down in Orlando in November oh, every yep, year. Yeah, that's where our hunt uh, goes to, also. Yeah, you know, and that's that's uh you know a lot of higher end kind of things you know amusement park sort of things but you know some of that stuff fits in our our wheelhouse and you know we benefit from going down there and um you know we always we, we always you know it's, it's a lot of a lot of times it's like technical kind of things that we end up getting down there like you know maybe like a, a mister system for the for the toxic waste up or mm-hmm. sort of fog system or a fire effect or you know, it's kind of like maybe a little higher end, like sort of sort of thing. But, yeah, uh, it's very beneficial for us. And then you just also kind of get inspired just with the awesomeness of like these artists down there and like what they create. And you know, it's just like, man, like okay, we can do that. Like we we need to get on this level of of you know creation and, and do something like that. And I tell you right now, we have a we have an artist that we just hired. Uh, well, it's been a year now, but or just about a year. Um, and he came down from Massachusetts. And, uh, he's just been doing some awesome work. You know, he, he sculpted these two big gargoyles for the den, and then the rest of our team, you know, put the fire to the, you know, welded these, like, metal torches, and, and you know, now we have we have a propane line going to them, and they're, they're burning, and then they're shooting flames out of the torch, and, you know, he, he sculpted this, put a new greenhouse in the den of darkness, and he sculpted this, like, haunted tree in there, and it's just, so amazing and um you know so he's been doing some great work and then the rest of our team you know does all the other aspects with the welding with the technical like the show controllers with the fire and um with the other art and you know we, we have an amazing crew right now that full-time people that are creating some some really awesome stuff and you know this is our 30th anniversary coming up we have a we have a whole um idea and actually tonight we're, we're testing the prototype of it Mm-hmm. Um, and it's this, this show that's going to go on in the entertainment area. Um, you know, and I, I don't I'm give too much of it away, but you know, we're just, uh, um, you know, we're, like I said, we're, we're testing it tonight in the, in the dark and, uh, going to see how the first step goes. We're, we're excited about. Yeah. Well, ho- uh, hopefully it goes well for you guys with that. Yeah. Right. So now, um, yeah. with, uh, all the years you've been working at, for and and at Field of Screams, what is your most favorite memory of all years you've been working and operating Field of Screams? Like, what's oh, like wow. what's what's like a key year that you just you just remember? And it's like, man, that was such a great year. 
Well, I mean, I, I think I would, I think I would zone in on 2008 when, um, when the Travel Channel reached out to us and put us <laughs> on their America's Scary Haunted Attractions Part Two show. Um, you know, it was, it was cool because it was totally unsolicited. I, I didn't reach out to them. I, I didn't even know about the show. Like, I got a call from, you know, this 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 guy, and he said, like, hey, we're, uh, you know, so and so from the Travel Channel, and I'm like, okay, like, what's, <laughs> what's, what's, am I sending money to you, or what, what's the, uh, you know, what's going on here? You know, cause I know this isn't real. Um, but sure enough, you know, it was real. Uh, he came out. I mean, they came out. They they filmed. They, you know, they. They led that show off with Field of Dreams, and uh, it was like it was pretty cool. It kind of put us on the map, so to speak, and uh, we just saw a huge boost from that um, 2009. You know, because that show aired towards the end of 2008, so the next season it was like, you know, we we saw the effect of that. Cause it was re-airing at the beginning of the year, and um, you know, it, it was uh, it was it was really amazing. Um, just that. Experience, and then people were like, oh, man, we saw you on the Travel Channel. It's like, I don't know, man, it's crazy. I'm like, I'm doing an interview on the Travel Channel. Um, <laughs> like, I, I, I mean, I, I never thought in my wildest dreams I'd be doing that. So, um, you know, I, I would say that that was a that was a really cool memory. Um, but you know, it's just like every year is unique, and, and you spend the neat thing about Field of Dreams and, and any seasonal business. You know, I would say. But, you know, I know it from Field of Streams is that you spend all year. I mean, now we do some off-season events and that sort of thing. But but you're still spending all year prepping for your main season. Like, you're spending 10 months prepping for two months. And, yeah. you know, you do all this work and, and all this you know, marketing and all this changes. And, and you have all these ideas of how to make it better and cooler and, and attract more people and whatever. And, and you know, you you know, you're working, 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 working. It's like, then you, when you finally open, it's always the, the coolest feeling to like finally open for the season. People are coming. You see them like just so excited to like come through the, the gates and, and just start enjoying themselves. And then, then you know, like, they're running and screaming and laughing and crying and tripping. And like, you know, they're just, they're having a, they're having a blast and they're like laughing at each other or like jumping on each other because they're scared. I mean, so once you finally open for the season, it's just like it's always just like a rewarding feeling, and it never gets old, uh, you know, because it's like yeah, it's like all that hard work, like you know, it's finally paying off, paid off, you know, and then and uh, it's just a it's just a cool feeling, but um, you know, that, that's kind of an every year thing. But the the travel channel was was a highlight of mine. That's awesome. Well, not know? even just the travel channel. I mean, hell, I mean, it said you were on Howard Stern, Time Magazine, and US Today. That's huge. Yeah, yeah. That's huge. Yeah, well, Oprah Magazine did uh, something. I mean, it was it was like, yeah. I mean, Richard Christie from the Howard Stern Show. He he was out twice. Um, you know, and and you know that was on foot too. And and uh, you know, he was like, hey, when you're up in New York, uh, you know, when you're up in New York, come, you know, hit me up. I'll I'll show you the studio. And so I was like, dang, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna take him up on this. So I was, I was up in New York, uh, you know couple years ago now um so i i uh i texted and i'm like hey you know I, I'm, I'm here man like i mean i texted before i said hey i'm gonna be up in new york this weekend you're gonna be around and he's like yeah i'm, I'm actually gonna be I'm, i'll be in the studio like um you know it was during the week and, and uh he's like just text me when you get up there I was like, all right cool so i'm like i was with my wife and her sister and i was like we're gonna we're gonna see that i'm like 
I'm talking to the album. But I'm like, we're going to see the Howard Stern studio, man. It's going to be awesome. You know, Richard Christie's going to take us up. And, uh, and he was, uh, you know, and they're like, oh, cool. Like, you know, they're all excited about it. You know, and I'm, I'm acting like I got connections and stuff. Like, man, <laughs> Mr. VIP. I'm, I'm feeling all cool. And, uh, <laughs> so I'm, I text him and, uh, he, like, there's like silence. I'm like, and it was like, I'm like, well, maybe he's busy. So it was like, I'm like, it was like two hours later. I'm like, oh man, he freaking set me up. Uh, I guess I'm not as cool as I thought. So we're like, all right, let's go to the Rockets show, like down the street. So instead, you know, like you know, we'll go over there and cry. So we go to the Rockets show, and like in the middle of the show, like I, I, my phone's ringing. I'm like, it's Richard Christie. I'm like, crap, I gotta answer this. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. I, I couldn't answer it right in the middle, so I'm like. In the middle of the show, I'm like shuffling out. I'm like, you know, doing that half answer where you're like, hey, you're <laughs> so anyway, I'm like, oh my gosh, we're at the Rocket Show. Like, how long are you going to be there? And he's like, oh, cool. I'll be here for like half hour. Yeah, I'm like, perfect. It'll be over. So, long story short, we end up, he, he was good on it. He was like, sorry, dude. I was in a meeting all morning. I couldn't, I didn't even have my phone. Like, we were like, you have our phones in the meeting, blah, blah, blah. So, um, he took me up to him in the studio, showed me all the, you know, the, the back, uh, you know, behind the scenes stuff. And it was just a cool experience. So, you know, it's just like things like that happen to you and you meet cool people. He's a, he's a super cool down to earth guy that just wants one of the attractions. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's just, you know, he, he's, he's not a, uh, you know, uptight kind of like dude and very, uh, I mean, it's just like you or I, and, uh, you know, just, just a, That's... just a self normal kind of, kind of guy. So, you know, it's just the neat opportunities along the road that that's come across. That's my wonderful. Way. Now, before we get off here, um, what is new for the 2022 Field of Screams? What's going on this year? There's always, always something new. Like you know, we we spend we spend literally the entire off season. I you know, I'll put our our team up to any any haunt team in the world our work ethic you know we 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 don't stop um we're motivated we're so passionate about what we do so we literally spend the entire off season whether it's a logistical change um to uh, a cool new scene so um and we got it all this year um we test we just beta tested a new ticketing system where if you buy your ticket online you used to have to come to the ticket booth get it redeemed for a paper ticket take that paper ticket to all four of the attractions, get a whole bunch. Um, I know this is maybe not an exciting change, but, uh, you know, we just tested it with our halfway to Halloween event. You take your barcode, you scan your barcode on your phone at each attraction. You don't need to worry about a paper ticket. Um, you know, everything's digital. Seems to have worked pretty well. I think we got the bugs worked out. We're going to debut that again this year. The Den of Darkness has a ton of changes in it. Um, you know, there's the, the, the kitchen, the green out, um, you know, all kinds of different new stuff in there that, that people are going to see. Um, the Asylum has a new clown room. Uh, Nocturnal has a couple new changes. The Hayride, nothing major, but you're going to notice a lot of uh, uh, a lot of tweaks to the scenes that are out there now. And, you know, the big one is going to be also this uh, entertainment area show that's going to happen um, throughout the evening. Uh, we spent a ton of money. Um, you know, spruce up the entertainment area. Uh, so, um, you know, because when people come to Field of Strains, I mean, that's kind of one of the things that, that they really like. You know, it's like, you know, we go to Field of Strains, you feel like you're at a haunted 
you know, carnival or, yeah. uh, you know, like call it amusement park, you know? So, um, you know, we're, we're kind of, we're kind of, I won't say mimicking, but you know, you look at Disney, you look at universal and you say, how can we do that? How can we do that? But do it haunt with, you know, like, you know, with a haunted flair, but do it that impressively, you know, yeah. like, so that's kind of, that's kind of like what you aspire to do. Like in, I think in any business that's, you know, you take the leader, you take the, the, the biggest, most successful, most powerful, uh, you know, uh, person in your industry. And you say like, that's what we want to be. That's how that's, we're trying to, we're trying to beat them. You know, that's our goal. So, uh, you know, obviously, you know, we don't have Disney budget or uh, that sort of thing, but it's still what you try to achieve. And, uh, you know, so, um, but there's, you know, with, with what we're doing with the entertainment area and with the different scenes and, and, uh, the art we're creating, I, you know, we're, we're getting there. And, uh, so, um, you know, it's, it's a few of the changes for this, for this year. And, um, it's always something new and, and, you know, that's why people keep coming back every year. And, um, that's why we keep growing every year. Awesome. Every year's bigger than the last. So awesome. we're, we're looking forward to 2022. Yeah, Hopefully absolutely. Now, um, <laughs> One more question. What are your guys' ticket prices? Uh, well, we just had a discussion on that, uh, you know, because it's crazy. Our, our, um, our, you know, like as everyone knows, everyone's expenses are just like through the roof. Like we're, we're buying, you know, lumber at twice what we used to pay for last year. And, yeah. and, and you know, propane and like gas and like, you know, everything. It's like all our consumable expenses, you know, all, all our building expenses, our advertising expenses, um, you know, like print, like we still do a, uh, a print, a printed brochure and we spend a lot of money. We print a lot of these. It's one of our, you know, staple marketing tools. Um, that is doubling in price. I mean, you know, so if it was 50,000 last year to print, it's a hundred thousand. I mean, like everything is just going through the roof. So yeah. we're, you know, we're right now, as of today, we don't have our new prices up, but as of today, because we're kind of holding off to see where things are. Normally, we have our prices up by now. But um, to answer your question, as of today, our prices are almost identical to what they were last year. Okay. Uh, you know, thirty-five dollars most night. Yeah, you know, we're open. To, we're open about thirty nights. Twenty of them, I think it's twenty-nine nights this year. I think twenty of them, you can come to Field Screens for thirty-five dollars and do all four attractions. Wow, that's, um, that's very affordable. Very, very yeah. affordable. Um, uh, probably one of the cheaper haunts in the industry, um, for and especially for what you get. Yeah. Now you know, uh, so it's dynamic pricing. So there, those thirty-five dollar nights are our slower nights. Uh, then it then it goes forty dollars on some nights that are a little more busy, forty-five dollars on some nights that are even more busy, and then our two or three peak nights are fifty dollars, and you know that helps us move people to other nights. You know, people yeah. say, you know what? I don't want to spend 50 bucks. Let's go on a, let's go on a $40 night or let's go on a $35 night. So that price structure we've found to be successful to encourage people to move <clears throat> to a less busy night. If they save a lot of money and, but the people that are like, you know what? I want Saturday, October 22nd or whatever it is. Like that's when we want to go, you know, I'm willing to pay it. Well, okay. You know, that's great um, because some people just want to do that. And then the VIP price, 
that ranges anywhere from ten dollars to thirty dollars if you want to get to the front of the line, depending on the night. So everything's priced dynamically depending on the, um, and it's really dependent on the busyness of the evening itself. Hmm. Um, so uh, the cheapest ticket, thirty-five bucks. Two thirds of our nights, you can get in for thirty-five dollars. Do all four attractions, have a great time. It's not, it's not as busy, you know. Some people like coming when it's like a mad out. <sighs> Uh, I mean, there's a lot of energy and craziness, but the, the lines, you know, the wait for longer and that sort of thing. But yeah, you know, some people just they like the whole experience. Like, oh, we're waiting in lines, it's fun, we hang out with our friends, and whatever. Just enjoy the, going on. Enjoy the nostalgia of just haunting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they love it, and you know, and this, this whole entertainment area show, like you know, that's kind of designed also to entertain the the crowd, you know, while they're in line and, and that sort of thing. So you know, we're moving in the right direction, and uh, <clears throat> things are looking great season and. You know, as long as Mother Nature cooperates with the, the rain, we'll uh, we'll be good to go because that's our, that's our biggest. Uh, when people ask what scares me, I say rain on weekends in October. Yeah, I feel that 100%. Well, Jim, I appreciate you so much giving us the opportunity to actually sit down and talk to you about your guys' wonderful haunt. And hopefully in the near future, uh, we can and, come visit. Yeah, we can come visit. You guys are only seven and a half hours away from us, and it's honestly not that bad of a drive. Yeah, we would love to have you out. And, uh, you know, like I mentioned, we do our hospitality night uh, opening weekend. Um, this year will be September 10th will be our hospitality night. You guys are more than welcome to attend that. Awesome. Um, just, just hit up and, uh, you know, probably before you guys even open. But, um, but yeah, love to have you guys out and experience it in, uh, in person any time. Let me know. Well, that's, that's wonderful. And I appreciate you so much for just, again, just giving us this opportunity of talking. Um, this episode will come out um, – May 30th on Spotify, Google Podcast, and Apple Podcasts. So definitely um, give it a share out to everybody. Tell everybody about our show, and we'll do the same for you. And again, thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, absolutely. It's great to, to be with you guys today, and uh, happy haunting. Absolutely. You have a wonderful day, sir. All right. Thanks, man. Bye-bye. See ya. Well, guys, that was Jim Schof. Uh, what a wonderful guy. He He... He told us a lot about his his him and his brother's wonderful haunt that's been operating for almost thirty years. Um, so, guys, give a shout out to Field of Screams and uh, Mountville, Pennsylvania. Again, they open September 9th of twenty twenty two, and just go check out their just their their shit is so amazing. Check out their YouTube stuff. Check out their website. And just give them the love and support. And again, you know who we are. We are Dark Carousel Podcast for a reason. We love haunting. We love scary stuff. And again, <laughs> again, guys, I'm Mr. Snags. Oh, yeah, shit. you don't even know. Just <laughs> I'm Snags the Clown. That's Mr. Sweets over there. And again, guys, we love scary stuff.